listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. So open your Bible to Revelations and chapter number four. But before we start, let me say something here. Um, this entire series, so we're talking about a place called heaven. Today is part one. Next week is part two. Then um, the third week is part three. Then we will be having what you call um, a usual question and answer uh, the fourth week. Okay. So the fourth week is pure question and answer. Have your questions uh, written down. We're going to answer any. It does, please. There's no question that's stupid. That's the whole essence of this. There's no question that's stupid. Anything and everything. We just want you to be able to understand, know the truth. So when the devil tells a lie or when someone is trying to tell a lie, you know the difference. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Get everyone. Invite, do your watch party. You know how we do. Please get somebody to listen to this series on heaven. Um, I'm reading the book of Revelations and chapter number four. Revelations chapter number four. I'm going to tell you a few things that have happened um, in chapter number three that led to chapter number four, chapter number one to three that led to chapter number four. But before I do that, please let me state here that there are some things that are quite important for us to uh, take note of. Um, is the fact that no point number one, the Bible is the only source of information on heaven. The reason why a lot of people are confused why some people have some imagination that are not true. Um, some have some ideas. Some have some, in fact, Hollywood has also thrown us some pictures. And you know, when you think of heaven, you think of somebody sitting in the clouds and eating away on donuts or manna, as it were. You know, someone in the clouds has a hollow around his head and that depicts heaven. Oh no, ladies and gentlemen, when some people think about heaven, they think of uh, a place where uh, everybody is looking so... Uh, sanctimonious there's no joy everybody's just everything is so serene there is uh the people are just there all they do is worship god and and that's all they think of heaven okay that now please i need you to understand this please someone let me type it the bible the bible the bible is the only source of information we have on heaven please every other source of information I don't care how good they are. Let me give you a typical examples. Example of, oh, somebody went to heaven. He died, had a near-death experience and came out and told you what he saw. And a lot of us believe that more than what the Bible says. You're already in trouble. I can tell you that. Okay? That is not true. It's only the word of God that is true. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. I don't care who went to heaven. I don't care who the person is. When I meet Prius, I'm serious. I don't care if it is me, my wife, anybody. I don't care who the person is. I don't care. I'm serious, please. And this should be your stand too. I don't care who went to heaven. I don't care which G, which uh, um, um, reverend, bishop, um, anybody that went to heaven and came back to tell us what they saw. It's their business. Well, I don't know if what they saw is true or what they saw is not true. I don't know whether God showed them a path or he showed them everything. All I need to know is in my Bible. All you need to know is in your Bible. All you need to know, please take good note of this. All you need to know about heaven is in your Bible. So please, somebody write it down. The Bible, the Holy Scriptures, this Word of God is the only source. 
I didn't say it's one of the sources. I didn't say it's the most authentic source. I said it's the only, only source of information we have about heaven. Let's get that clear before we start. If the moment we open ourselves up to something else, we are going to get into the realm of men. We are going to leave the realm of God. Please take note of this. Somebody help me type my Bible. My, don't just say the Bible now. My Bible is the only source of information I have about heaven. Hallelujah. So let us please take note of that. And I'm not going to be making reference to anything outside of my scriptures. I don't care how true it is. I don't care which with the geo or the reverend or the bishop or the person that went to heaven, saw heaven and came back to tell us. I do not care. Or if it is not in my Bible, every other thing is not to be accepted. All right, I can listen to it, hear it, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm not really, really interested in it. Okay, and that's the truth because the truth is this. Human beings, we always prefer having, we, we love the spectacular. We love, you know, you know remember the story of uh, um, uh, the parable we discussed the other day, uh, the parable of the, uh, what do you call it now, the rich man and Lazarus. You know, when, when the rich man said, sir, I have five brothers. Please, sir, can you send Lazarus? Let him go and warn my people and let them make sure that they do not come here. And by the, the man of God said, uh, Father Abraham said, let them listen. Let them go and read the, the Tanakh, the scriptures, the holy scriptures. Let them read the law and let them read the prophets. Okay. And the man said, ah, no, sir. It, 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 it will be better if they go from, somebody goes from here and tell them that hell is real. Heaven is real. They will believe. And Father Abraham said, no way. No way. It is not possible. If they cannot believe the scripture, they cannot believe any man. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing more true than the Bible. There is nothing more correct than the Bible. There is nothing correct but the Bible. There is nothing true but the Bible. I didn't say more. There is nothing true but the Bible. There is nothing correct but the Bible. It is the word of God that is all we know. So if someone said, I went to, and uh, I, saw the, I saw this person there, I saw that person there. Well, if what they are saying is true or not, it is not my business. I have no business. They have seen and they have said what they saw. That is not sincerely. It is not my business. Ask my wife, my disposition to all these things. It is not my business. If Since I was a teenager, I made up my mind. Since I understood the Bible, the Holy Spirit visited me one day and explained what the Bible is. I, that, from that day, I made up my mind. That Lord, this is all that will be truth. This is all I will hold there. And brethren, you are better just hold only what God says there. Everything that God wants in his word is what is there. What is not there? Let, let me give you a typical example. Do you know the history, the time of Daniel was the same time that Alexander the Great lived? Okay? Same time, Alexander the Great lived. But you never see his name in scripture. You never even see his father's name in the scripture. Okay, that's Philippa, his father. You never see his name in their name in scripture because they, they don't God doesn't want anything you see in scripture, is what God wants in his book, and that's what he wants for us. Every other thing, okay, we can know them, they are there, but we must not consider them truth. This is truth. This is truth. Let God be true, and every man a liar. So PK, uh, the pastor that said he went to heaven, he died for and he came back. And he saw some pastors in hell, and he saw some uh, blah 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 blah. Like, I am so sorry. I don't want to, 
I do it. I leave them to what they saw. It is not my business. My own business is to know what my Bible says. My own business is to know what my Bible says. Please. And very and if you are one person that is very out for the spectacular, not the mind of God, it is likely you are going to listen to things that are not correct because the word of God is supernatural, not necessarily spectacular. Is that okay? Hallelujah. What is heaven? Let's read Revelation chapter number 4. I'll just read um, Revelation chapter 4. Now, remember, the Revelation chapter number 1, 2, 3. In Revelation 2 and 3, um, Jesus wrote a letter to the seven churches. Now, the whole book of Revelation, uh, for those of us that have been students of this, uh, you've been followers of this program, there was a time we studied the whole of Revelations. But the key to understanding Revelations is in chapter 1 and verse number 19. Chapter 1, verse 19 of the book of Revelations. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, chapter 1, verse 19 of Revelations, Write the things which you have seen. That's number one. Now, number two, write the things which write the things which are and write the things which will take place. So the book of Revelation is about has three parts. Number one, the things that he had seen before this statement was made, which is Christ in glory. Remember in chapter number one, he has seen Jesus in his glory. He has seen Jesus um, in the totality of his of his glory. The Bible says his eyes, his eyes, his ears. I saw parts of Jesus that were glowing. He saw the, the dignity of the song in the fullness of his deity. Hallelujah. And that's what the Bible refers to as the things that he had seen. Now, the things that are which are present are the present condition of the seven churches in Asia, which is in chapter 2 and chapter 3. So, what he talked about, the things you have seen, you see that in chapter 1. That is um, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The things which are is um, what you have to write to the seven churches, talking about God's people and the body of Christ. Then the things which shall be, which will happen, which is in chapter number 4 to chapter number 21, is um, the program of God, God's agenda and God's plan, God's program that is yet to unfold. Hallelujah. And so in chapter number 3, the last letter was written to the lukewarm church, and that's the church in Laodicea. And that was the last letter. And the Bible says, the last letter written to the Laodicean church, please stay with me. We're going talking about heaven. And you notice that the last thing that was spoken about there was about a door. The last thing spoken about in the church in Laodicea was Jesus standing. Remember chapter number 3 and verse number Number 20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And so the church in Laodicea, the last thing that was discussed in the church in Laodicea in chapter 3 was um, Jesus standing by a door that is closed and is knocking. You don't knock on an open door, okay? You knock on a closed door. And so here it is, the, the last thing he saw on earth while he was on earth was a closed door and Jesus standing and knocking. Then suddenly, within the same um, 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 glorious experience that John was having. The Bible says the attention moved and shifted to heaven. Now, I don't know about you. I watch movies. And uh, you know when you have 
um, I, I used to even act. I used to be part of a drama group in school. Okay, so you have act once in one, act once in two. Usually it's like the, the camera moves from this scene and goes to another scene. And that's how it is. So here was chapter one and chapter two and chapter three were scenes here as it were on earth. So suddenly this guy had to be taken because now he's about to see things that are to come. You can't see them here. So he had to be taken to the place where there's no time, where he can see them and see them from above they happening on the earth so he will be able to have access to how it's working in heaven and how the thing is being implemented or the effect such implementations is having upon the surface of the earth are we together now the bible says from closed door in chapter three first thing he said in chapter number four verse one after these things i looked and behold a door standing open in heaven so you notice, ladies and gentlemen, that in, on the earth, there was a closed door. But the moment it moved to heaven, everything in heaven, ladies and gentlemen, opened. First thing he saw was that there was a standing open, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like the trumpet speaking with me. Now, please take note of the word like. From this scripture, you begin to see the word like a lot, like a lot. In fact, the only time the word like was used before this chapter was when he saw Jesus in glory. And that was when he saw Jesus in his glory in heaven. So that was a glimpse of heaven, but that was things he had seen and he had written about. So now in verse 2, verse 3, talked about the present state of the church, the things which are present. Now from chapter 4, is about to tell us the things which shall be God's plan and God's program. Are we together? Now, every time you, from this point, you begin to see him use the word like a lot. And I need to explain that for you. For you to know that, don't forget, John had this experience in the first century. Okay, that sometime 100 and uh, something in, in 90, something AD or thereabouts, something like that, I don't know what time. But he had the experience in the first century, towards the end of the first century. And that's what history says. But ladies and gentlemen, the, um, John, being the last apostle to die, um, was able to, God picked him for this. And when he saw, he began to use um, expressions. Um, simile metaphors that we can understand because how would you explain seeing some things that have never been seen before at that time so if he had used only words that are peculiar to those times and he didn't use symbols that are that are going to be synonymous with all times we will not understand what he's writing at all so there's a lot of use of symbols in the book of revelation because his symbols is what is consistent with human beings all over the transgenerational okay all over dispensations transdispensational symbols are consistent salt is salt sugar is sugar stone is stone do you understand fire is fire but when i start using um stubble like i used to have in the olden days or i start using um or start using symbols only peculiar to his time will not understand okay so he had to use something so there's this word like a lot like also tells you something about heaven that the most things in heaven cannot be explained um in 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 the totality of his details in other words the truth is this from even from scripture we cannot know the entirety it is because of the word like like simply means that's the best i can explain that is the most i can explain some in fact the truth is this when paul was taken there because there was a time 
um, Paul was stoned and I think he died. Maybe that's the time. Maybe I'm not sure. Maybe that's the time he was taken to paradise. We'll still come back to that. And Paul was stoned and Paul began, the Bible says he came back, 2 Corinthians 12. He says, I was taken to paradise. I saw things that is not okay for any man to describe. So even Paul was lost for words as to explain some things in heaven. So all we can do is use what is available to us to explain so you see the word like a lot open your bible let's keep reading so you see the bible says uh, in verse 2 immediately immediately i was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne and he who sat was like he who sat was like how would you explain the appearance of god how we explain ladies and gentlemen what god looks like how will you explain the glory? What will you ex- what will you use in explaining the glory that 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 makes God God? All you could do is like and use the word like. So you see the word like a lot. The Bible says like a jasper and a saddest stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance, like emerald. Another like again around the throne. The twenty-four were twenty-four elders, and on the throne I saw twenty-four. Four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns on the of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightning, thundering, voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like crystal. You keep seeing the word like, like, like. Every time, every time it was explained. Let me keep going again. Like crystal. Like crystal. And the midst of the throne... Um, and around the throne were twenty-four living creatures, full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. Uh, uh, the, the second living creature was like a calf. It was not a calf. It was not a lion. But that is the best he had. That is the best he could explain, ladies and gentlemen. Brethren, when you get there, probably because you will have been transformed in some way, which we are all going to come to. How are we going to be like in heaven? Things like that. Are we? It's one that people that are short that will they remain short? Things like that. It's very interesting. The series is going to be very interesting. Please don't miss it. So you see the word like a lot. It simply tells me, ladies and gentlemen, no, no, number two point, that we cannot, all we can do, all we will do, ladies and gentlemen, is have an appreciation for, for what the scripture is giving us of what heaven looks like. There is a lot of the word, use of the word like, like, so like a, uh, like emerald, like jasper. Now, if it says like emerald, because that is the best it can explain, it is not emerald, it is better than emerald. So when he's talking about those precious stones, it is, it is, that is the closest explanation he could give. They are way better. Please listen. They are way better, but that is, that's the best we have on earth. To explain, <laughs> to explain what is going on in heaven. So what is being explained here, I need you to um, know that the Lord, uh, God, this is the best human can comprehend. So it is way much more, way better, way more glorious than what was described. That's why there is a lot of the use of the word like, simile, like, just like, like, because that's the best we can explain. They are way better than them. Way better than Emerald. Way better than Sapphire. Way better than Onyx. Way better than whatever. Krista. Way better. But it's like, that's the best we, that, that's the closest 
explanation we could draw from earth. Okay, please, uh, brethren. And guess what? You are not like Jesus. <laughs> and that's why, please, you must know that in the realm, I don't know, I'm taking it somewhere else now, again now. You are not like Jesus. Okay? Mm-mm-mm-mm. You are not like Jesus. You are Jesus. Let me tell you what like means. Like means that thing is not it. But when you are not like, when you are, it simply means you are. That's why as he is, as he is, so are we in this world. Not we are like is. No, no, as he is, so are we. Not like him. No, no, as he is, so are we. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So that's why God says, I call you gods, all of you, because I am a God. You are gods, ladies and gentlemen. So we are not like him. We are him. We are, you need to know that. We are not like him. We are him. We are him. And to make sure that we are him, we, we carry him. And that's why we are him. He is right here. Christ in us remains the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> you, are not, you are not an agent of God. Oh, no, 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 no. You are not an agent of God. You are God here on earth. Yeah, yeah, his hand, yeah, his ex, yeah, the extension of his person. The Bible calls him in Colossians, it says he's the express image of the invincible God. You are the express image of Jesus. Do you know that? You are the express image of the Holy Spirit. You are the express image of, of Jesus. Express image of the Holy Spirit. So let's get back. So what we are, what is heaven? From where we've seen here, ladies and gentlemen, heaven is a real place, an actual real place. How do we know? Jesus talked about it. Heaven is a real place, an actual place. Open your Bible to John 14. When I'm saying a real place, I mean an actual place. Now, please, it is not a physical place. You can write that one down. Heaven is not a physical location. Okay, I'm going to explain the heavens and the third heavens very soon. But open your Bible to the book of John chapter 14. Let's hear what Jesus says. Heaven is a real place that has real people, that has real things. And it's for real people to go there. Hallelujah. John 14. I read from verse number 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me also. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I will have told you. I go to prepare a place. Heaven is a place. I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, and where you go, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. That is John 14, 1 to 4. It is an actual place. I go to prepare a place. Heaven is an actual place. Heaven is an actual place. Amen is a is a real place now before i give you some more details about heaven let's look at what are other names that heaven um is used or what other names are are used in explaining heaven or referring to heaven in scriptures okay open your bible with me very quickly second corinthians in chapter number 12 number one heaven is also known as paradise heaven is also known as paradise hallelujah is referred to as paradise it's used interchangeably okay but heaven is also referred to as paradise second corinthians and chapter number two let's read the story of this wonderful man of god my model in scripture after jesus apostle paul hallelujah amen i'm named after him 
Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, I will read from verse number 1. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I do not know, or whether out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Such a, such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. How he was caught up into paradise. So heaven is also known as paradise. Heaven is also called paradise. Hallelujah. And heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. So Paul is saying he got to heaven. Now, um, I, I read, I've studied the life of Paul. I've studied a lot of his writings. I've studied a lot of um, commentaries on him. And people think that this near-death experience, this near-death experience that he had, you know, I think he died. They felt it was what happened to him in Lystra. In Lystra, he was stoned to death because he actually, um, one crippled guy got healed and they didn't want him around and they were going to stone him. The Jews were the ones that instigated it. They stoned him so badly. Um, they died, uh, the, the Bible says they thought he was dead. They left him for dead, rather. Took him outside of the city and stoned him to death. And I think probably that was where he had the experience where the brethren probably came back to pray for him. It's just my own supposition or sorry, assumption, forgive my word, but it's my own assumption that probably the brethren came around to pray for him. I don't know about you. Please, uh, I, I've, I've, I've prayed for many dead people. I, there was a time I actually believed I was anointed to raise the dead. <laughs> I was younger. I prayed for many dead people. And um, the three that I can remember that uh, the Lord brought back to life, uh, one of them till today does not relate with me anymore. My wife knows him. Um, he's one of the elders in the church I pastored before, wonderful brother, one of those elders that cared, really cared for me. I was a young man, I was pastoring in a very large church, but they, were this, they supported me and really helped me and cared, cared about us dearly. Um, he died and for some reason he came back. He didn't tell me this story. I didn't hear it from him myself. But he told it to my, one of my very close friends whom he is also very close to. This is what he said. He said where he was in heaven or whatever, uh, which is, well, like I said, it's, for me is out of scripture. Okay? Um, he was sent back. Now, I found that Christians that are going to heaven, no matter how much you pray for them, except it's not yet time. Nobody wants to come back. Any Christian that is making their way to heaven should not want to come back. If I, God forbid, I mean, obviously I can't die before my time. If I go and God comes to tell me, I say, oh, PK, some people are praying, they want you back. I would tell Lord, you can't listen to them. You can't hear them. There's no Christian that will be in heaven and want to come back to this place. It is not, it's a possible. In fact, I think it's the way... All believers, people that are going to hell are quick, uh, eager to return <laughs> if it's possible. All right, but anyone in heaven, you know, if God comes to us, PK, they're asking you to call, they're asking for you to come. I said, Lord, you can't listen to those guys. He said, hey, but my children, I said, Lord, no, those ones are sinners. How can you tell me to leave heaven and <laughs> come back to this earth? Hey, is it Nigeria or oh, I'm coming to US? Where on earth will you come using comparing this place that the Bible has described to us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? We will see ourselves there. I will discuss. I will so rejoice together. I will visit each other. 
Okay, because we are going to live in houses, in case you don't know, but I'll come back to that. Amen. So please, it's also known as paradise. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 23, verse 43, remember Jesus was um, on the cross, and remember the thief on the right hand, thief on the left hand. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, the thief of the, you remember the story, thief of the right hand, said, and Jesus said to him, today you will be with me in paradise okay heaven is also known as paradise now heaven is also known as the city of god as the city of god so i'm giving you other names this is an, uh, we're starting out please don't miss any of the series get your friends get your enemies people you want that you you are trusting god for their salvation invite them to this series when they hear what heaven is like they will, no one will want to go to hell there's a heaven that god has created for every human being and there's a hell to shun it's a decision that we all have to make hallelujah glory be to god so it's also called the city of god the city of god hebrews chapter number 12 hebrews 12 verse 22 let's open our bible there is also called heaven is also called the city of god hebrews chapter number 12 i read verse number 22 hebrews 12 but you have come to mount zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of happy angels, to the general assembly and to the church of the firstborn. It is called the city of the living God. The city of the living God. So ladies and gentlemen, if God was to say, you know God is everywhere. God is omnipresent. Alright? God is omnipresent everywhere at the same time. But ladies and gentlemen, know that Heaven is God's dwelling place. Heaven is God's dwelling place. Okay, you know, let me explain this. God being everywhere does not mean he shows up everywhere. But God is in heaven 100% showing up fully all the time. There is no time that there is an, there is an unrevealed presence of God in heaven. If you understand what I mean. You know, God is everywhere, but it doesn't show up everywhere. God shows up in heaven because he's in heaven. Heaven is his daily place. He shows up there 24-7. Okay? Forever, forever, and forever, forever before, forever, forever after. Do you understand what I just said? So, heaven is his dwelling place. Okay? It's called the city of God. The city of God. Now, please, let me show you another thing about heaven. I hope you are writing down. Hebrews 11, verse number 10. Hebrews 11.10. We're talking of heaven. I want to explain to you your home, where you're going. This place is not home. Oh, no, 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 no. This place is not home. This is, um, this life is a test rehearsal for the life we are going to live forever, forever with our king. Then this life, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, an opportunity to prove ourselves trustworthy and worthy of the honor to do great things for him when it's time to Come back here and rule and also to serve him in heaven. You are going to walk in heaven. You will walk in heaven. Listen, you are going to walk. Everything is not just, we're going to sing, lift up holy hands. Don't worry, I'll show you everything in scripture. Let's, we are still talking about heaven being the city of God. Hebrews 11 and verse number 10. Hebrews 11 verse number 10. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 verse number 10. For he waited for the city. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He waited for the city which has foundation. Heaven has foundations. Whose builder and maker is God. So 
Heaven was built by God. Can you imagine? Heaven was designed by God. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Heaven was designed by God. Bible says God is the builder. No human being built there. Guess what? You're not even angels built in heaven. Hallelujah. Whose builder and maker is God? God made heaven, designed, built, finished by God. <laughs> That's why it is, it is perfect. There's no blemish in heaven. If it was the angels, it would be imperfect. But if it is God himself, it's perfect. Heaven is perfect. That's why there is no imperfection in heaven. Why? Because it, is the, it was designed, it was built, and it was completed by the perfect God. Hallelujah. Bible says it is God's city, and it's a city that was built, whose builder and whose maker is God. Glory be to God. Finally, it is also called the country of God, God's country. Hallelujah. You know, I think in America, we call America God's own country. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, heaven is the original God's own country. Hallelujah. Heaven is the original God's own country. Praise God. Hebrews 11, verse 16. Open your Bible. So, heaven is also known as God's country. So, I've told you different names by which heaven is known in scripture. Heaven is called paradise. Heaven is called the city of God. Heaven, and this city of God is designed and built by God. And, the, and that's why it's perfect. There's no imperfection in heaven. Don't worry if you think you are too short. You'll not be short in heaven. If you think you are, you don't like your your some part of your body is not the way you ought to be don't worry everything there's no imperfection no blemish there will be, there's no cripple in heaven there's nobody that has one hand in heaven there's nobody that has one eye in heaven it is not possible everything in heaven is perfect hallelujah glory be to god now country the bible says it's god's own country hebrews 11 verse 16 open your bible Hebrews 11 verse 16 but now they desire a better that is a heavenly country a heavenly country it is called a country it is called a city it is called paradise hallelujah then i came i was mentioned earlier which i don't i think we're going to close on that today heaven is god's dwelling place that is where god lives ladies and gentlemen Heaven is God's dwelling place. Now, let me help you here. I'm going to say some things here that might, you need to please pay attention. Heaven is God's dwelling place. Okay. Um, um, if God was to have an address, okay, if God were to have an address, I have an address. Okay. My address is in Dallas, Texas. If God was to have an address, heaven would be his address. I can remember so a child something here sometime back, sincerely wrote a letter to God and he posted it. I said, to God, in heaven, heaven, where God sits, where his throne is, and he puts down. They actually saw it in the post office. I can't remember what country, but I heard the story. But that shows you, and the child is right. But ladies and gentlemen, males don't get to God. The only way you can send males to God is on your knees through Christ Jesus. That's the only way, that's the only DHL that is allowed in heaven. Every other one is not. There's no other way you can access with that same place. It's only through one person. There's only one ladder that touches the earth and touches the heaven. And angels ascend and descend on it. Okay? That is the only way and only truth and only life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So heaven is God's dwelling place. Isaiah 66 verse 1. Open scripture. 
Isaiah 66 verse 1. Let's open scripture, please. We're going to open a lot of scripture. Isaiah 66 verse number 1. God's dwelling place. Heaven is where God lives, ladies and gentlemen. Heaven is where God lives. God's dwelling place. Hallelujah. And every, every time you see that someone is telling us about heaven, it talks about the throne of God. Remember, the Bible says the first thing you will see about heaven. Because what makes heaven heaven is God. Okay, it's not other things. It's because that's God's dwelling place. And heaven is not a geographical location. It's not a physical location. You know, I'm going to explain because I have to talk about the three heavens. Because people think, okay, uh, there is, um, there is uh, the sky, which is the first heavens. Then if you use your telescope, you see further into the stars. That, I think that one is even still the first heaven. Second heavens, we don't know what is there, but you are already gone beyond the first firmament. You're going into space. You're seeing some things that uh, only those that get there can see. Then Bible talks about the third heaven and which where we don't know where it is. Okay, obviously there's no rocket that can get there. Obviously no flesh can get there. No flesh, okay, can get there. It is not a geographical, it's not a physical location. Heaven is not a physical location. It is a place. Okay, but it's not a physical location that you can take a trip to. In other words, you can get, uh, uh, um, you can, you can go on. Uh, what's the name? Richard Branson's uh, moon uh, exploration. What's the name of the transportation? Okay, something that will take you there. It is not possible. All right, it's not a place for mortal men. Okay, all right. So um, heaven could, could. L- let me put it this way: heaven exist in a dimension put it that way heaven exists in a dimension um to the extent to which we know we know that is a city we know that is a place jesus said it is a place i go to prepare a place for you it is a place okay the bible calls it also paradise paradise simply means it is a garden paradise what paradise is this kind of lush um 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 unique garden that the persian kings used to have those days that's just um, an illustration to explain it's not that kind of a garden not something physical but it's something that is um kind of utopia those kind of real gardens that are flawless you will not see any dead leaf anywhere it is tended 24 7 um that only the persian kings those days used to have all right but when it says it's god's dwelling place it is where god's throne is god has a throne anywhere you talk about heaven let me explain this it is not possible what makes heaven this the the core of heaven what makes heaven heaven what is what what is heaven about heaven is the throne of god okay without the throne of god it is not heaven so a lot of people say see and i saw this and i saw this everybody that told us or rather everything in scripture that tells us about heaven talks first of all about the throne of God. Throne of God. The throne of God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 66 verse 1. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Ecclesiastes. Keep open. Write down. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 2. We just read, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. Ecclesiastes 
chapter 5, verse 2. Do not be rash with your mouth. Let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven. God is in heaven. So heaven is God's dwelling place where the throne of God is. Psalms, uh, Matthew 5, 16. Matthew 5, 16, very quickly. Let's keep opening scriptures. Write them down. Go back and look at them again. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. I need to lay a foundation today. Tomorrow, next week, we'll be going to some very interesting things. Matthew 5, 16. But if it's, pos- it's important that we lay this foundation. Let your light so shine before men that they may give, um, that they may, that, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Our Father is in heaven. Isaiah 6.1, remember the Bible says, I see the Lord, I saw the throne of God. Isaiah 6.1, let's read it. Isaiah 6.1, when Isaiah saw the Lord, what he saw is the throne, the throne. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne sitting on a throne please it is where god's throne is okay so when we talk of heaven you are talking of the throne room of god matthew 5 34 open your bible matthew 5 34 matthew chapter 5 verse 34 glory be to jesus amen matthew 5 34 i read but i say to you do not swear at all neither by heaven for it is god's throne do not swear at all, neither by heaven. Why? Heaven is God's throne. Revelations chapter number 4, verse 2, where we have read, the Bible says, and I saw, let's read it again, Revelations 4, 2. Heaven is God's throne. So please, the, what matters about heaven is the throne of God. Every other thing is secondary. Every other thing is secondary. So those of you that are interested in knowing um, is the is the are the plants in heaven? Uh, what do they do? The the animals and the dogs, the pets are my pets. My dogs have died. Would they? Will I see them in heaven? Things like that. The thought matters most about heaven is God's throne because what makes heaven heaven is the fact that we are going to be with Him. So what heaven is not just a place to go and rest and be free from Boko Haram and be free from robbers and kidnappers and all the troubles of this life and IR and be free from all sorts of things that disturb you. Oh, no, 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 that's not heaven. Heaven is heaven because of the throne of God. It is God's dwelling place. Heaven is heaven because we are going to spend forever and forever with our Father. So heaven is a place to be with God. To be with God. Heaven is heaven because of God. I hear a lot of people I said, when said the, when I get to heaven, the first thing I want to do is I want to see my mother. I want to see my mother. My brother, you'll be listening to Hollywood. Heaven is heaven because uh you because God's throne is there. Alright? So the next question. Now by next week, we're going to look at what are the things in heaven. But let me explain something here. Now, how are we going to get there? There are only two ways you can get to heaven. Okay, I'm going to tell you what we need to do, but that we, heaven comes to um, believers in two ways. Two, two, number one, it is by rapture or by death. Okay, by rapture or by death. Now, what do you mean by rapture? 
Rapture is what the Bible talks about in First Thessalonians chapter four, in the twinkling of an eye. Okay, the sound, uh, the sound of the archangel. You shall be transformed in the twinkling of an eye, in milli, 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 milliseconds. You shall be transformed. You get out of this body. Bible says those who are dead in Christ will rise first. So you can get to heaven by resurrection, okay, or by rapture. In other words, you die and now you are asking PK. So they, that's going to happen when there's a rapture. So those that have died now, we are they. Now let me explain very, very well. Let me explain very well. The people that have died now, Christians that have died now, they are in heaven. It is their soul that is in heaven, not their bodies yet. Not their bodies yet. If you read very scripture very well in the book of Revelation, the only people he talked about that was in heaven that were praying were the martyrs, those who were so. The Bible says their soul was under the altar. Those are the people that we only hear of in heaven that are praying. Say, Lord, where will you avenge us? Okay? Where will you avenge us? And Jesus told them and said, to hold on, that your other Christians, other believers, that are going to be persecuted, other matters, they are still coming. They are still going to be, they are on their way. They have not, they have not died yet. So just a little, hold on a little bit. So now, what kind of body do they have there? I sincerely don't know. I don't even know whether they have a body yet. But I know they are in heaven and they can fully express themselves to God. They can talk to God. They actually are aware of what's going on on earth because they see that God has not avenged the people that killed them. That's why we are saying, Lord, when will you avenge us, our death? We died for your name. And they could still see that the people who killed them are still alive and they are still running. And God said, the time to avenge them is not coming because probably those same people are still going to kill more Christians. All right, but I know that they can express themselves. I know, but their bodies, the body which is the flesh that rots, that got rotten in the ground, is still going to rise on resurrection money. Now, that is the one, those who are not dead, okay, will have their body changed. The Bible says, in an instant, we shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye. It's a mystery, ladies and gentlemen. And the whole essence of this study is so that, number one, you, you know what, it's, what is coming and you begin to live your life in expectation of it because the Bible requires us to watch and also to be in expectation of it. Because the truth is this, the, after the rapture, you see, the fact that you miss the rapture does not mean you have, you have missed heaven. Okay, but you are just going to be around for a lot of tough time. Tough, tough tough time be sure you are going to dare a useless kind of death okay tough time serious tough time so the bible says that um um this the rapture i believe and i from for my study the rapture will happen because the bible talks about the church if you look at revelation chapter 3 the church in smyrna jesus promised them he said he will remove them before the time of trouble shows up he will take them away revelation chapter number 3 the Bible says you will not allow that time to come upon them. Revelation chapter number 3, verse number 10. Because you have kept my commandments to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell upon the earth. 
So that means the faithful ones will not be around for the time of tribulation. Jesus will have taken us. So those who are alive at that time, the Bible says, will be changed instantly. Because they are still carrying their flesh. They are, this body will now become a glorified body. Now, what, what do you mean by that, PK? I'm going to explain to you. Just give me some time. Now, the ones that are dead already, the Bible says they are the first ones that will rise. The dead in Christ will rise first. Okay? They will rise first. Though, so, those are saints whose souls are in heaven, but their body is still on the earth, rotting and decayed, that their body will rise, will resurrect. Now, it has happened before. When Jesus died, some people resurrected with him. So, just, Jesus just gave us an example of how it should be. So, you can see that um, it's all people that went to bury some Christian that died some days before. And suddenly, the Bible says, they saw them, people saw them on the streets of Jerusalem. So, the kind of body you have is the kind of body that people will be able to see. Hallelujah. Now, let me explain this for that, this glorified body. I think what our body will look like is what Jesus' body looked like after resurrection. After resurrection. Impeccable. No hurt. Everything perfect. Guess what? Which means, if we are going to have that kind of body... Everything that Jesus did will be able to do. Because that's the body we are going to return with to come and rule this year, this earth for 1,000 years. Because um, after the rapture, we're only going to be in heaven for seven years. And let's assume that the seven, the three and a half years times two is you know, the physical calendar of man. Okay? All right? So if we return, it simply means the glorified body that Jesus had. Now, what was that glorified body? The Bible says, Jesus said, touch me. Because even, look, let me show you that scripture. I think we end from there today. Um, please all make sure you don't miss this series. Next week, I'm going to tell you what you are, I've started telling you what you are going to look like. I'm going to tell you um, how, how heaven is going to be, the things that are in heaven. Okay, I'm going to, now read, let me show you that scripture. Luke and chapter number, this is Jesus appearing to the disciples. Luke 24, Luke 24 and from verse 36 to verse number 39. Luke 34, 24 rather, 36 to 36 to 39. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do you doubt, do, do doubt arise in your hearts? Behold my hand and my feet, it is I myself. Now, this is what Jesus said in verse 39, very important. Handle me, touch me, and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. So, the difference is this. You know, before then, Jesus needs to knock on the door to enter. He has to, the door has to open. Um, but when that body comes, we don't need to, we just show up. <laughs> I get that about you, I will flip. Can you imagine? Nobody went through the door. Somebody just comes in, I just shows up. We just show up. We don't knock. So we'll be able to move. Now, you also notice that with that body, Jesus ate. He also tells me in heaven, we will eat. We will eat. And brethren, that's good news. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're excited about that. That is Great news. We will eat. Woo! Hallelujah. 
<laughs> Glory be to God. We will eat. Because you remember Jesus after resurrection? We went to meet them by the Galilee and said, what do you have to eat? So, in fact, in this same passage, if you read verse number 41, the Bible says, But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? Look at verse 42. So they gave him a piece of broad fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate in their presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to eat in heaven. Hallelujah. That's great news, isn't it? I don't know whether, because I like food, I don't know whether that excites you, ladies and gentlemen. But brother, you notice, ladies and gentlemen, that though there was a difference now, he didn't have to knock anymore. He can move from where he is. He can move to another place in the twinkling of an eye. Do you understand? And guess what? With that same body, Jesus ascended to heaven. Now, I don't know whether... It was ability to fly. Or just because you are now in that glorified body, there's nothing called gravity again. But we'll be able to, everything that Jesus did with his glorified body is what we'll be able to do. Okay? Is what we will be able to do. Hallelujah. Now, remember the Bible, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said, um, in my father's are many mansions. Now, uh, every does everyone live in mansions in heaven no <laughs> no 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 we're going to see that next week what else is in heaven okay um please if you have questions already start shooting them at me so that we can start compiling the questions so that you don't forget them just type them in whether online or offline just shoot them in my my the team will see the cement team will be able to collate them this is a very please like i said don't there's no question that is stupid they, they will not even put your name just put it the way it is from the simplicity of your heart all right ask to know are we going to know ourselves things like that uh, can i come and visit you um will i be a sister when i get there will i be a brother will i still will i have affection towards my wife will i still be in love with bola <laughs> things like that all that things uh we need to understand about heaven all right who are the things so next week i'll be dealing with things in heaven okay i've already started talking about how you will be in heaven but please know this that saints are already there but we're still waiting there's a resurrection money the saints that are there now i don't know i know their soul is there but i don't know whether their soul has a temporal glorified body because the body that we are all going to have is the one that this one that was in ground the bible says it will be raised incorruptible it will not be the one that can be sick again. It's not be the one that can be tired again. Isn't that great? It's not the one that can be tired again. It's not the one that can COVID can affect again. Brethren, you will be there in the name of Jesus. I have to stop here. My time is up. I don't know. Next week, please don't miss it. We're taking it to the next level. I'll be talking about um, uh, um, the things that are in heaven. I'll be talking about um, some details, giving you some details as to operations in heaven. Okay? We'll be talking about things in heaven, operations in heaven. We're looking closely about the things mentioned that are in heaven already and how they are going to relate to you. Okay? Um, don't miss it, please. You can study your Bible yourself also. Check your scriptures. Sit down with it. So next week, we'll be looking at the, who are the 24 elders. The, the third heavens, um, um, the, 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 the things he saw in chapter number four. What are they? What do they represent? 
Okay? Now, uh, when I get to heaven, will I understand? I have a lot of questions. Will I just understand or will I need someone to explain to me? Um, things like that. You know, brethren, a lot of us have a lot of questions. In fact, Jesus said in the book of Matthew, we're all going to sit with all the patriarchs and be able to discuss with them. Brethren, I don't know about you. I'm so looking forward to it. Apostle Paul has a lot of answers uh, to give me. But I can assure you some of them you will know when you get there because your perspective will change. I'm going to tell you what changes about you, how you are going to be when you get there. It's all in scripture. The God has opened a, God is right here, written in your Bible. It's just for us to sit down, study together. So please make it a date. Don't be late next week. I have to stop here. My time is very, very fast spent. The Lord be with you. I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Ladies and gentlemen, God Almighty will keep you in the name of Jesus. Everything about this time that is making men forget who they are, their inheritance in Christ Jesus, that thing will not plague you. Brother, the plague we have now is not the plague of COVID. It's a plague of men that have become lovers of self and not lovers of God anymore. It's a plague of men who are um, who know, have knowledge, but they deny the power of the gospel. It's a plague of men who are they want to be associated with God, but they don't want to obey him. I pray in the name of Jesus, you and your household will be free from that plague. In Jesus' mighty name. Have a wonderful week. The Lord be with you. Shalom.